Okay, we're talking about thanks. We're going to wrap it up today. But can you really give thanks about anything, about everything? In fact, I asked myself that because last week I had a gentleman just a few years older than me threatening me, uh, threatening me harm. Uh, He called me a sham. He called the Better Business Bureau. He called the IRS. You won't believe why. But I had to sit back and go, can I thank God about this? And that's exactly where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer. Garth Heckman, David Alliance. Hope you're having a great week. So far, so good with me, man. Still breathing, still kicking, still living, still telling people about Jesus. So let's roll. You want to reach out to me, you can at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Give me some insight, feedback, questions. Tell me what you want me to cover, and we will roll the dice and see what happens. We're talking about thankfulness. And I'll I'll tell you something that happened this last week. I had a man and his wife come to my office for counseling. They do not go to my church, but I I know the woman through another venue in my life. And he wanted me to convince her that it was okay, hold on, for him to have his prostitute live with them in their house. Now, why you would come to a pastor and why you would come to me as, as the pastor that you think is going to convince your wife of such an absurd crazy, vile, evil, wicked, stupid, moronic thing. Did I leave any out? I'm like shocked. So I, t- I, I just kind of got in his face. He got all just violent, upset, stood up in my office. He was yelling at me. I got up. I told him he had to leave. He got even more agitated. I kind of helped him out the door. He started yelling at me. I got him to the front door of the church. I told him if he didn't leave, things were going to get ugly. He took that as a threat, started yelling, screaming. And I said, no, I'm just going to call the police. They're going to remove you. Anyway, so he calls the Better Business Bureau. He calls the IRS. He calls trying to get the paper to know that I'm a sham. This this church is a cult. And you go, how can you be thankful for that? Very simple. I love this line by, I believe it was Dwight D. Eisenhower who said, judge me not by my friends but by my enemies and i kept thinking if i'm being judged by this guy i got to be doing something right right but we're talking about thankfulness being able to thank in any situation because when we give thanks it yields to the process of god that he's going to look good in this situation and we're going to become more like him in this situation and it kind of steps across that threshold of faith into the eternal into what he has already done but we have not yet accessed it because we haven't given thanks. So I want to hit you up with a couple things here that thanks does. Did you know that thanks can oftentimes be given for nothing? Thanks for nothing. Have you ever heard that? Hey, thanks for nothing. In Luke 9, verse 16, Jesus holds up the fishes and the loaves in front of about 15,000 people. And again, he can hold up the fishes and the loaves because there's only a couple of them to hold. And he gives thanks. What's he thanking God for? Is he thanking God for his lunch? Well, at least I got something to eat. No, he's thanking God for the lack that's there. He says, Father, thank you for what you have given us. But he's not talking about just what's in his hands. He's talking about the miracle that is about to take place. So he takes the fishes and the loaves. He blesses them. He thanks them. And then the disciples get to pass them out. And what happens? It makes God look good. And It makes the disciples more like Jesus, taking those out into the crowd and passing them out in that step of faith. 
We can also thank God for dead things. You got anything in your life that feels dead? A relationship, a job, an investment, whatever it might be. We know that when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he said, thank you that he's been dead for three days. Are you kidding me? He says, because he's been dead for three days, now everyone can hear me and they will give you the credit and the glory. And he calls Lazarus out. So when there's something dead in your life, give thanks. Give thanks because it's going to be, again, a testimony to God's goodness, glorify him, and it'll make you more like Jesus. Number three, we could say thanks a million. You go, what do you mean by that? Thanks a million. When you study the life of David, there's one verse that often just confounds people, and it's David had a heart after God. Huh, because David had his faults. He definitely had his faults. But when you notice what David was in the temple a lot. He was consistently in the temple and before God. But you know what he did more than anything? And and again, he never lost the battle. But what he did when he was in the temple or when he was before God, he prayed very little and gave thanks a lot. In fact, some would say he gave thanks 10 times more than what he prayed. Giving thanks paves the way for future victories in any type of battle. Number four, thanksgiving can refill and refuel. Remember Peter and John, they go down to to the um, courts outside the temple and they begin to preach. And this is after Jesus died and resurrected. And they get arrested by the Pharisees. They get whipped and flogged and they're told, don't you ever preach in Jesus' name ever again. And what do they do? They leave and go back to the disciples and they give thanks that they were counted worthy. And what happens right after they gave thanks that they were counted worthy? Well, the supernatural, my friend. The place where they prayed was shaken, and they were once again filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke again the Word of God with boldness. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it truly amazing? When you look at your own life, how many opportunities you feel like you might have missed? I know I do. I go, "I, I think I might have missed some opportunities by not giving thanks in the times when it seemed the most absurd to give thanks. All right, the last two. Thanksgiving causes the supernatural to show up. Look, at midnight, Paul and Silas, they're in the jail cell, they're chained up. They begin to sing praises and thank God. And an earthquake hits and not only smashes down all the doors, but it knocks all of the chains, not only off of Paul and Silas, but knocks the chains off of all the other prisoners. Listen. Who's still in chains because you haven't given thanks? Who's still in bondage because you haven't given thanks? It's worth a thought. And finally, the ultimate thanksgiving, Luke 22, verse 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Jesus, on the night he was to be betrayed, held up the bread and the wine. He broke the bread and he said, and I give thanks. Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Jesus is giving thanks about his body being broken, his blood being spilled. Why? Because it will make God look good. It will make his disciples more like Jesus and it will make him totally, completely in the Father's will. Garth Heckman, David Alliance, think about it, keep slaying giants.